Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. I don't want to be here if God doesn't show up. Do you know what I mean? Do you really want to sit here and hear some guy talk? Or do you want an encounter with God? You know, I think that he actually, he looks at your heart when you're sitting there and he gives you what you want. So I'm just saying, let's position ourselves to encounter God because it would be so lame. And you guys probably couldn't wait to get out of here if he didn't show up. And it doesn't matter who's speaking. It matters who's present. And so let's just close our eyes and lift our hands and say, Holy Spirit, come. Come closer. Amen. Okay, so I have this, dealing with Santa, this weird ability where if I hear a prophetic word, I can't forget it. It's not like I try really hard to be a good student or something. I just can't forget it. And so um, I'm going to tell you a few prophetic words. Does, does everybody know what prophecy is? Okay. All right. Uh, prophecy is when a man speaks for God and it's usually forthtelling, saying this is going to happen. Um, it doesn't have to be forthtelling. It can be talking about you or maybe reveal secrets of your heart. Um, but its purpose is to encourage you and to build faith. Um, so all sorts of prophets come here. And every time they come here, I get in a service because when I hear prophecy, I think, oh, that's going to happen. And I like to know the future, you know. Um, so there was this prophet named Stacy Campbell, and uh, she's such an accurate prophet that she was in Argentina uh, a few years ago, and there was this Catholic priest there. And she said, you, you're going to be the pope. You're the next pope. And he was. That's pretty scary. I'd hate to be wrong. You know, I gave that word to Ben once. It hasn't come to pass yet. <laughs> oh, Ben would be the best pope. <laughs> the Pope Mobile. <laughs> so, Stacy Campbell came here and um, she prophesied and she said, uh, Revival is going to come to this place. And she said, It's not the, just this church, it's the entire region. And she said, And people will fly in from all over the world and they'll come to your church and they'll go to the Baptist church and they'll go to the Mennonite church to see all these different flavors of revival. Now, if one prophet says something, that's good. Um, But do you guys know what confirmation is? It's when another prophet says the same thing. And that means this is about to happen. So um, you guys know Katy Perry, right? Uh, Yeah. I don't really. I kind of (laughs) know. I don't have cable. But her parents came, and they're both prophets. And they said, there is going to be revival here. And people are going to come from all over the world to your city. And uh, you guys are going to have multiple meetings. And it's going to be like the revival that was in Argentina. Now, you guys don't know this, but there was a revival in Argentina that lasted, I don't know, like 15 years. And for years, people would fly to that nation and go to the city and partake in these revivals. Um, A couple years ago, Heidi Baker was here. And she flew in to D.C. to drive here from Africa. And she stepped off the plane And she went into an open vision, and she saw cars lined up 
from D.C. to Harrisburg because of what God was going to do. That's three. Three prophets saying the same thing. Um, And here's where it gets interesting for you guys. Um, A couple years ago, Cindy Jacobs came. And wouldn't you know what she says? She said, people will fly in from all over the world to this house. And she said, not just this house, but the region and other churches. And they'll come here to get their miracle because the revival will happen. And she said, this is, this is key, listen. And in this house, it will begin with the youth. And she said, and the youth will take revival to their high schools. And miracles and signs and wonders will break out because of the youth of this house. That's you. That's you. See, you know, we, we don't just exist. We're not just alive. We're not amoeba. We're not frogs. We're not animals. There, there is a storyline happening in this region in your life. You're not a mistake. There's no accidents. Um, the way you find out about your destiny is by finding out about your history. So I'm going to give you a little history lesson about Pennsylvania, okay? There was this guy named William Penn, and he was so zealous, they wanted to get him out of England. So they gave him this massive piece of land in America. And he uh, had 26 ships, and he set off from England. And in front of the 26 ships were angels visible to the open eye. They didn't plot their path. They didn't use their compass. They followed the angels all the way to America. And this guy, he was so zealous for God that he said, "Um, I want to do a holy experiment. And he said, this land that God gave me, I want to make it the seed of a nation, that it would be an example to the nations that they, they would look and see what happens in this land. And it would cause them to want to do what's just and what's right. So that man, he had this dream in his heart. He had this faith. He had this prayer of his life. And he died believing. He died believing. But you know, guys, there's, there's planters and there's harvesters. You guys are harvesters. If you go down to our capital here and you walk in the main uh, building there where the dome is, you know, the big green dome on the inside, it says, in like six-foot red letters, may my God make it the seed of a nation and an example that would cause other nations to do what's right and just. Do you know this revival that's happening? That it's sort of up to us, but we're really the reapers. We're, we, we're the harvesters of another man's faith. And so, you know, God doesn't just want you to come to youth you youth group because your parents make you, because this is what you do. He doesn't want you to come here and be bored. If you don't hear God, you'll probably be bored. And you'll probably say, when is this over? But prophecy is because God wants to cooperate with you. You know, like you have co-workers who do something with you. God wants to cooperate with you. Um, so I had a real supernatural coming together with my wife. And um, I went to a spiritual father, and uh, he prophesied it was my wife and said a bunch of other very detailed stuff. And um, 
I was like, oh my gosh, that's my wife. I thought I wasn't going to get married, by the way. So it was a major step for me. And you know, God gives wives. God does not give girlfriends. He doesn't give girlfriends. We take out of our, out of our um, will. But God does not give girlfriends. God gives wives. He's not confused. He doesn't let you taste test. So, no, it's true. It's true. You know, all things, all things are lawful, but they're not helpful. So, God made it clear to me that this was my wife. And um, I didn't know what to do, so I prayed. You know, that's how you get a woman, you pray. And um, so, I prayed. Because God wants to work with you. He's not keeping anything from you. And I prayed, and God showed me, because I didn't know what to do. And God showed me a picture of an airplane, but instead of the jet turbines, there were, there were Christmas trees. Somehow, I, I got an interpretation, and I said, after Christmas, it will take off. And I knew it was talking about uh, my wife. Remember, God wants to cooperate with you, okay? So um, Christmas Day, I could barely enjoy the whole, you know, giving presents. I just could not wait to the day after Christmas. <laughs> and so I was there. Everybody went to bed. I did not sleep all night. I stayed up all night, and I prayed because I wanted, I wanted the fullness of God's hand and what was about to happen. I didn't want to use my I – didn't, I didn't want to do what I could do. I wanted to see what he could do. And so I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And then um, I didn't realize it, but the next day there were four people driving to Kansas City to go to the uh, IHOP One Thing conference. And it was uh, me, another guy, and a girl, and my future wife. Now, I could not talk to her because it was so obvious. I was in love. I was in holy love. You know, and um, so if I wanted to ask her a question, I would ask everybody a question. What do you guys think about this? Just to get her answer. But anyway, finally, I think we were in Missouri, and um, the, uh, the guy in shotgun is asleep and the seat's back, and the other girl in the back is asleep, and I'm like, I can talk to Sarah now, and I'm driving, and I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and we're talking, and all of a sudden, she starts crying, and... Uh, I, I know why she's crying. <laughs> I knew she was having feelings for me, but she was so committed to God that it, it, uh, it hurt her heart. And, um, but I knew something. I knew she was the one, and I knew we were about to take off. And so um, I said, Sarah, what's wrong? She said, oh, nothing. And... Uh, I said, Sarah, what's wrong? And I really knew. And then uh, she said, well, I just, I can't trust what my heart's feeling or something like that. And really cloaked it so I wouldn't know, but I really knew. And, um, and I said, Sarah, I said, I've watched you. I said, you've laid everything down in your life, and you do not need to be afraid of what's going to happen. You gave God your heart, and you can trust what it feels. And I said, and I, and I started naming times where he rescued her because she came out of a difficult past. And I said, and even at this moment, he's showing you that he's sovereign. And you can trust him and you can trust your heart. And I get done saying that. And instantly, the guy in shotgun who's asleep goes like this. He goes, we're out of gas in a single move. He didn't even look at it. <laughs> and we, we weren't on E. We were past E. 
And, you know, because I prayed and I partnered, listen, it's about cooperation. You know? Listen, it's about cooperating. It's about hearing and understanding that God, he cannot lie. If he spoke something, it's going to happen. And so I told her that God was in control. And, I, and he said, oh, my gosh, we're going to run out of gas. It was like eight miles to an exit. And then we got off the exit, and it was like five miles up the, probably the longest hill in all of Missouri. And I'm saying, no, no, guys, don't worry. I said, God is just making a demonstration right now that he's sovereign and that he's in control and we can trust him. I had this faith because I, I took the word and I partnered with it. And um, anyway, we, we get off the exit. We go up the hill. We're at a stoplight. And uh, um, there's a gas station like 100 yards away. And I turn. And I said, okay, guys, now watch this. Watch this. And I turn and we drive. And we go down to the gas station. It coasts. And we stop right at the gas tank. You know, I'm no different than you. God wants the same level of partnership and friendship. He does not want you to come here and watch somebody talk to you or wait till worship is over, that he's alive. Um, you know, Daniel, you guys know the book of Daniel, right? He's a young man, and they got taken away into captivity, and... Um, he had this scroll of the prophet Jeremiah, and they'd been there like 69 years or something like that. And he's reading through the scroll of Jeremiah, and he, he, le he reads, Jeremiah prophesied, and you will be taken into captivity for 70 years. And Daniel gets hit. Oh, my God. That's me. He didn't just wait for it to happen. He began to pray and to fast, to partner with what God said. You know, I don't think God's plan is that, like, a bomb goes off somewhere and we go, oh, my gosh, what happened? <laughs> That's not what he wants. He wants us, like, the bomb's going to go off. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. That we're, our hearts can feel it. And boom, and we're ready for it. So we're not surprised by what he's doing. So, do you understand who you are? This, this whole building is, is for you. All that the pastors have done is to carry this football to this point so you guys can receive this gift. You know, it's... You know what God's point is? It's you. What he wants is you. And what he has is more of him for you. You know, when, um, when God was about to do something special with Israel, he would say this, he's, guys, consecrate yourselves. Make yourselves ready. I'm going to do something. And what it means is to set apart. On, on the, the, uh, the priest, on their turban, they had a big golden plate. And it said, 
holy to the Lord. You know? And I feel like what God wants, even tonight, and it's been happening all night, you guys think you're hearing a man play guitar and a man talk to you and a man encourage you, but it's God himself who's talking to you. And God is asking you if you'll partner with him. God is asking you if you will set yourself apart, if you'll make yourself special for God, if you'll receive him. Do you know you really are the generation that within two years, you're not, this place is going to be overflowing? And what he wants, he doesn't want a magic show. He doesn't want excitement. He wants your heart. He wants intimacy. He wants friendship. It says in, uh, in Amos, can two walk together unless they agree? And so I'm, I'm asking, when you look into your heart, are you preparing for God to come closer than you ever could have imagined? You know, you need to give God something to fill. You know, it says that if, if we draw near to God, he draws near to us. I think that means that if we take a step, he takes a step. What happens if you start running at God? <laughs> I think there's going to be a massive collision. So I just want to tell you that you are not stuck. There is no ceiling over you. It's a lie. You know, Peter, he didn't walk on water. Peter, he didn't just get out of the boat. He said, Jesus, if it's you, tell me. Peter walked on the word of God. You guys have a word spoken to you to access some intimacy, access glory, access friendship with God, where you're so hungry to come here every Wednesday night. And you're almost like, Ben, Dylan, be quiet. <laughs> because all you want to do is worship. Um, and I, I just really believe that I'm, not because of any value of me, I'm a donkey, but I'm standing before you as a prophet tonight, giving you a word and telling you what God said. You know, in, in the... Uh, New Testament, they said the prophets and the scribes, and they linked them together. And so what God is saying and what God has said are just as valuable. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.